0: Hello sports fiends, it's your host Travis Bowen here, welcome back episode 5, I'm talking to you today about my love, hate for fantasy football, so get excited, the Instagram's up and running, so make sure to give that a follow, we're up to 80 followers, let's keep it going, keep that momentum, Um, get on the podcast for another exciting episode, let's get it. Hello guys. Here we are, episode five, talking about fantasy football. Gonna give you my love hate. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I am a fantasy football fanatic. Like you think I'm a sports fan? I am so obsessed with fantasy football. It's one of my favorite hobbies that I have. Um I actually started playing when I was when I was actually like seven years old. Uh, my dad, his work has a league they've been have going on since probably the early nineties. Um, I started helping out my dad ever since I could remember, maybe when I was like five years old, sitting there watching the games with him and uh I finally got my own team. Um I actually took over someone's team when I was like seven years old and the guy went from my like last place to barely missing the playoffs and um, from then on out, I've been in the league ever since. Uh, I was so little um, that they would have, they actually do it every year. It's Our, our draft is actually tomorrow, uh, and it's in person every year at the office, in the, the lunchroom. They get a big draft board. We go up, we literally manually put the stickers on. Um, this league is old-fashioned as it gets, six-point touchdowns per pass. Yeah, that's what it originally was, ladies and gentlemen. No more, no PPR, none of that nonsense. We didn't have a flex till a couple years ago. There was no flex originally. Um, This is a very, very old-fashioned league. Uh, They actually used to literally play before ESPN would calculate your scores. You'd actually have to go in the newspaper the next day and calculate how many points you'd gotten. Um, It. So this league has been around for ages and i've been so happy to be a part of it um and it's a league i will do every year for the rest of my life it's just something that is obviously near and dear to my heart um and anyways that that was starting in the beginning of my love for fantasy football so i've been playing ever since he's, you know he's different bringing my friends to the draft um and it, it's always one of my favorite days of the year doing that draft so i'm going to be doing it actually you know virtually uh unfortunately this year because i'm going to be out of the state but very excited. Uh, anyway, so today I'm gonna tell you guys about my love and hate list. So I'm actually doing this in tribute to someone else I really love and admire is Matthew Barry. Uh, for those of you that don't know, he is an analyst, fantasy analyst for ESPN. He is an awesome guy. Um, had a crazy career. Uh, you know, was in Hollywood writing for some sitcoms and. Uh, He kind of stumbled upon fantasy football and started, you know, calling himself a fantasy football analyst before it was really even a thing. Um, Stumbles his way into ESPN um, before, and he only got that gig, you know, he goes and writes for free for the talented, for uh, Roto world. Uh, Calls himself the talented Mr. Roto, has his love hate list, which is what he started. Has been writing that his whole career and that's really uh, given him a lot of opportunities and brought him up to where he is today and he's awesome all over tv last year he had a health scare and um this this year he's actually not doing the love hate anymore and it's something that I remember reading really ever since I was a little kid you know Matthew Barry would have it. every Thursday it was love hate and it was you know the beginning of my like own research of fantasy would be through Matthew Barry so I've been reading him I've read every article he's ever written since I mean probably I was in maybe sixth or seventh grade um and he, it's coming to an end, so I'm kind of doing his love-hate list um, for him, and I might continue to carry it out on my own. I don't know yet, we'll see. But he did one for just the beginning of the year, but that's his last one, so um, I'm doing it for him. So with that being said, uh, the way it's going to work is I'm going to give you guys three guys that I love, three guys that I hate at quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. Um, just because I love a guy does not mean I'm gonna pick him number one overall, and just because I hate a guy doesn't mean I'm not gonna touch him at all. Um, I'll you know it's it's really based on like where they're being drafted more so than anything, um, and getting you know good good value on your pick. Um, so to get started, uh, quarterbacks I love. First guy off the list, Andrew Luck. Yeah, I love him. Hasn't played football in a year and a half, but that's fine. Um, this guy. Is an absolute stud when he plays, and I think people are forgetting how good he was. And that people tend to have a quick memory when it comes to football. Um, That'll be a reoccurring theme in this podcast. Guy, through when he last really played, had 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Um, He was a top five quarterback. I mean, he was he was a for like two or three years, like a top five quarterback has this weird shoulder, shoulder shoulder injury and has just been not the same ever since. Um, I think that he is easily going to still be considered a top five quarterback. He's taken a very, very long time to get back to it, and I, he looked great in preseason. I have no concern at all about his arm or anything. Um, very smart quarterback, came from Stanford. I think he's coming off the board at QB9, and I honestly think, that I'd be shocked if he, if he finished Outside of like Lower than QB9 like If he were QB10 or less I would be shocked But like barring injury So I think he is at his absolute Floor and I think if you take him At QB9 He has QB5 upside And I could argue he could be A top 3 QB this year But QB5 upside just to be safe um, Love Andrew Luck This year I think he's going to be awesome For, for the Colts Uh, Coming in at number two, Phillip Rivers. This guy has never finished below quarterback 12. He was quarterback 6 last year, threw for over 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns for the past five years. He's coming off the board at QB 12, once again taking him at his floor. This guy is as consistent as it gets. He's always hovering around that top 10 you know, going up to 8 range, and you're getting him at like 12 or 13. If you're really trying to play it safe at quarterback and wait, I think Philip Rivers is an excellent guy to get. I think he's always an excellent guy to get. I had him last year. I've had him in many years. Um, so he he is someone that I definitely love this year, and I think that is going to definitely finish higher than where he's being drafted. Last one, Matt Ryan. Are you kidding me? This guy's coming off the board at QB16. You know what, he, you realize he was the number one quarterback two years ago when he was MVP, number one? The whole, I mean, come on, he goes from number one quarterback, has a off year, and now he's coming off the board at QB 16, which is mid to low QB 2 value. The whole Falcons offense was horrible last year, Julio Jones included, Devontae Freeman, they were all not very good. I think that the offense was just a little bit wacky, I think it's going to bounce back this year, I think it's going to be fine, I think that they have a lot of talent. I think that there's no way he finishes lower than 16. Like, no chance. I'll, I won't play fantasy football again if he finishes lower than 16. I think he has always been a, a, top, a top 10 guy sitting around the top 10, you know, maybe top eight upside. He's never been spectacular minus that one year. So I think that he's probably a top 10 quarterback for me. Getting him at 16, awesome value. Love Matt Ryan. Uh, going on to the hate list. Obviously, like I said before, these are not guys that I'm not going to ever draft, but it's people I think that the, the where you're taking them and the equity you're giving up to pick these players is not worth it. Uh, first one, Tom Brady, yeah, the best quarterback to ever play the game. Yeah, I said I hate the best quarterback to ever play the game. Um, Dude, the guy's 42 years old, and yeah, you might say, oh, it doesn't seem like age is showing, but look a little bit closer. Let's put him, put him under the magnifying glass here. If you look from week 12 on, he had 6 touchdowns, 4 interceptions, and averaged 230 yards a game. That's not even close to startable. That's like mid-QB2 value. That's like where Matt Ryan's being drafted. I think that that wall where he starts kind of showing his age is going to creep up every year until he retires. And to be honest... Um, the really, when I want Tom Brady to be honest Is I want him to be performing in the fantasy playoffs And that's not going to get it done for me So uh, for someone that is, I'm taking at QB2 I might be taking in the 4th or 5th round There's no way I'm risking taking Tom Brady At QB2 when this could be the year this, Everyone knows he's eventually going to hit the wall And he's going to really struggle This could be the year I'm not risking QB2 equity for that No chance I'd rather wait and take a guy like Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, um, or even Andrew Luck. Like any of those guys I'd rather take waiting on. Another guy, Big Ben. Another old guy, 36. Um, last year he actually said he wanted to retire midway through the year after the Jags game. He has the worst home-road split I've ever seen. And what I mean by that is I mean that like when he plays at home, his production versus when he plays on the road is it, It's insane. So he's a QB1 at home. So he's very, very good at home. He's like a low-end QB2 on the road. He's horrific on the road. Um, And, I mean, I think this year may be his last. I would imagine he doesn't have many more left to take, And I don't think it's going to be pretty. I'm not touching him at QB10. I would be shocked if he gets much higher than that. I think odds are he's going to be a little bit lower than that. So I think you're drafting him right about at his ceiling this year. Um... So I'm not touching Big Ben this year. Uh next one Kirk Cousins. Um I think he's really more overvalued in fantasy than he is a quarterback. This guy's never thrown 30 touchdowns and he's reached 4000 yards twice. He's never thrown single digit interceptions. Oh yeah, and let's put him on a run first offense, completely different than what he ran at Washington. New offensive coordinator to adjust to. He, I think he's going to struggle. It's it's just inevitable, all right? Um, he's, I I imagine him playing really more of a game manager role than being, you know, a gunslinger. Um, that doesn't scream quarterback seven to me. That's a, that's a decent amount of equity. I, I really don't see him performing any better than QB seven. I'd say that's about his ceiling for me, maybe even a little higher. I think he's definitely overvalued. I see him more of a QB 12 type of guy in my opinion. So I'm staying away from Kirk Cousins as well. Off to running backs. Guy I love. Saquon Barkley What's not to love about this guy He's an absolute stud 1,300 yards and 22 total touchdowns Last year at Penn State He's drafted top 3 for a reason The Giants love him And they're going to use him a lot There's not many running backs That are going to get the ball and be a workhorse And he is going to be one of them I bet he gets easily 300 plus touches this year He's coming off the board at running back 5 or 6 In my opinion That's probably his floor I think he has the upside to be the number one overall running back. And, oh, yeah, like, if you want to talk about rookie running backs that have finished top 10 recently, let's go for it. Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Lemon Fournette, Kareem Hunt, just to name a few. I think he could easily be in the conversation of a top three running back this year, and he's coming off at five or six. Love Saquon Barkley. Elite talent. Draft him if you can. Um... And when I say draft him if you can, don't pick him number one. I'm saying pick him around where he's at and you're going to be very happy with yourself. Next guy. I hate where he went to school. Davin Cook went to Florida State, but he's ultra talented, I have to admit. He did have an ACL tear last year, but they're not what they were. I think people are recovering much better than they had in the past, so I'm not that concerned with that. Uh, he had two touchdowns and averaged about five yards of carry last year he had, in four games. Um, he, this year, I think he's clearly the guy. He's coming off at running back 11, and I think, he, I think he has top five upside. This guy is a stud. Um, you know, he, only, he was just getting going, and he got hurt. He's another guy. I think he's going to get around 20 touches a game. And you're telling me this guy's going to be a running back 2, getting 20 touches per game? I'm all over Dalvin Cook this year. Uh, next guy, Royce Freeman. Uh, rookie. Starting for the Denver Broncos, starting to see a theme here. I love young running backs. Well, the reason because it it, for that is because after twenty seven, running backs see this like very steep decline in production, and at thirty they become almost worthless. Um, also it's it's so it's so difficult to accurately value a rookie running back or even a young running back like like Cook that has been injured. Um, just because like. They haven't played much and usually people underestimate their ability and they kind of assume that the player is not going to perform very well and they're not ready for the NFL. Um, But honestly, more often than not, they're undervalued. Royce was a workhorse in college. John Elway and the Broncos absolutely love this guy. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's coming off the board at like running back 22 or like 20. And I think that this guy's easily got his top... 15 top 12 upside just because of the amount of carries he's getting and the talent that he's shown the Broncos like him I like him. I think Royce Freeman is a guy to look out for He's someone that a lot of people will just look over because being a rookie not very well known either in college um, So Royce Freeman a guy to look out for off to the hate list number one Everybody's favorite player last year Alvin Kamara He had an unbelievable year last year. I would admit but and by that I mean he will not Maintain his production at all it, I mean, he, His percentage Of touchdowns per touch Was like three times the NFL average If he kept that up he'd be like Literally going to be the best running back to ever play the game um, He's not going to continue breaking off These long crazy touchdowns He will get more carries while Ingram is gone But I think it's more of a time share than people think When Ingram comes back I think they really are Going to share the, the rock And I just don't think that the amount of touches He's going to get he's going to be able to produce At the level that you're paying for him um, You know, I, I just said how rookie running backs tend to be undervalued. Yes, they are. Well, the thing is, kind of like in the stock market, when a great stock starts to get hot, they soon become overvalued. And I think that's kind of what happened with Kamara here. I think that kind of happened a little bit with Kareem Hunt and a lot of other guys as well. Um, so I'm staying away from Alvin Kamara unless he just falls to me a little bit lower. Uh, next guy, Shady McCoy, LaShawn McCoy. Guess how old that guy is? 30. Yeah, he hit the wall. Remember? 27, they rarely start to produce. And then 30, it's like they very rarely start to produce anything. Um, He's right on the edge, and I don't want to touch him. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I don't know if you guys know this, but running back production usually correlates with total offense. And I'm not really an expert, but I don't see the Bills offense led by A.J. McCarron or or rookie Josh Allen being anything special. He's coming off the board at running back 12. I, I would look elsewhere for a running back. Um... I, that's just my opinion there. Uh, coming off, number three, Jarek McKinnon. You know what's funny? This guy's on pe- most people's love list. He actually went to Georgia Southern, was the quarterback who embarrassed the Florida Gators five years ago. I don't know if you guys remember that, but they, like, did not, they threw the ball like four times. They just ran like the triple option the whole game and embarrassed the Gators and upset them. Um, he went to the Vikings, actually. sat behind Adrian Peterson for a bit, finally got a shot to be the workhorse, and did nothing with it. Gets another shot with the 49ers, and I don't really see him being anything special. He's had durability issues his whole career. He's kind of small, and I don't think he's able to handle the full workload without getting injured. Um, I think you're also kind of—you're dropping him pretty close to his ceiling. He's, come, he, he's risen a lot, coming off at of running back 15. I don't think there's any chance he breaks running back 10 this year. There's just a lot of talent at that higher end, that top 10 at running back. So personally, I just think that uh, Jarek McKinnon doesn't have as much upside, and I think that his, his downside is not worth the risk. So I'm um, staying away from Jarek McKinnon. On the wide receivers, coming up with the love. I, maybe This guy might be the guy I love the most out of anyone on the list, and this is Devontae Adams. This guy's had 10 TDs and nearly 1,000 yards the past two years. Oh, yeah, and um, he was the number two wide receiver, and he didn't have Aaron Rodgers most of the year last year. Yeah, you're taking away Jordy Nelson and the targets he was getting, and now you're bringing back Aaron Rodgers. The wide receiver one under Aaron Rodgers has been an absolute monster every year that they've played, and now it's Devontae Adams, who I think is an ultra-talented receiver. Look out for Devontae Adams to have a monster year. Coming off the board, wide receiver seven. I think he has wide receiver three upside. Yeah, I'm all in on Devontae Adams. Coming in the... Hot number two, we got T.Y. Hilton. This kind of goes along with my Andrew Luck pick. If Andrew Luck plays well, I think T.Y. does extremely well also. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, when Andrew Luck was healthy, this guy was a top five wide receiver. He's had over 1,000 yards and five touchdowns every year except last year. And Oh, he had 966 yards and four touchdowns. You're bringing back a healthy Andrew Luck, and I think he becomes an elite wide receiver again. He's coming off the board at wide, re- wide receiver 11. I think that's a lot closer to his floor than his ceiling. T.Y. Hilton, in my opinion, it has wide re- receiver 5 upside, and I don't, I don't see him being lower than wide receiver 13. T.Y. Hilton is my guy. Amari Cooper, talk about a bounce back here. This guy is due for one. He had two very impressive seasons his rookie and sophomore year. I uh, throws up a dud last year. He had only 600 yards, and but managed to haul in um, seven touchdowns. Um, he had a strong finish to the end of the year. He had 200-yard games, and he had two touchdowns total in the last two uh, games of the season. So he did show some promise there. Crabtree's out, and they're bringing in Jordy Nelson, but it's really more of a shell of Jordy Nelson. John Gruden's a wizard with quarterbacks. And I don't know if you guys remember, but this team was scary two years ago. They were in, in playoff contention. And they were a, one of the favorites in the, in the AFC. Derek Carr gets hurt at the end of the year. And they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. I think the whole team as a whole bounces back. And I think Cooper is primed for a bounce back as well. He's coming off the board at wide receiver 18. That's super low. I think that's actually below his floor. I don't think he's lower than wide receiver 15 in my eyes. And I think he has top 10 upside for sure. Um, going on to wide receivers that I hate. This is a guy I actually loved last year, Keenan Allen. So he was someone I loved last year, uh, had 1,400 yards and five TDs. He's a reception machine. Uh, he's had some weird injuries. So I wouldn't necessarily call him injury prone because he had something like a ruptured spleen. He had something happen like to his shoulder. Terrible ACL tear. It's stuff that really was kind of out of his control, I'd say. Just really more bad luck than anything. But I will admit, he's drafted at his ceiling. He's wide receiver number five, and I don't see him getting any higher than that. He does have durability issues. Like I can't just try to justify and say,ing "By he's purely unlucky." He has clearly had some durability issues, and I don't see him getting any higher than what he's being drafted at. So because of that, I'm out on on Keenan Allen. Also, Mike Williams is the real deal, so I think he's going to take some targets away. And Melvin Gordon's. A stud who's going to get goal line touches. So uh, Keenan, Keenan Allen is someone I am not huge on this year. Next guy. N- another guy people love and I love to watch. Tyree Kill. Kid's electric. Don't get me wrong. But he's another one of those where I just don't believe that he's going to produce the level he has been. Alex Smith is gone. And I think that definitely hurt the Chiefs offense. It's going to take time for Patrick Mahomes to kind of get things together. I'm not a believer yet. Um, Hill's very big play dependent, and I'm not sure he gets as many this year. Uh, he's coming off the board at wide receiver 12, and I think he might have wide receiver 8 upside, and that's a stretch. But with his volatility, he could easily be in the wide receiver 22 range. That's just not enough equity for me to bite. So I'm out on Tyreek Hill as well, unless he falls in the draft. Final guy. This is a guy that he's one of my favorite players, but I just, from a fantasy perspective, if you're talking about whether I love him or hate him, I I don't love him. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. This guy has quietly produced with practically anybody at quarterback. They're bringing in Sam Bradford. David Johnson's coming back, so why in the world do I hate him? Well, he is basically a dinosaur. Um, He's two for retirement soon, and I don't want to be on him the year before he's done. He's 34 years old, guys. That's ancient, especially for a wide receiver. Coming off the board, wide receiver 15, I'm not touching him. I think he could easily be like a wide receiver 30-plus and just do absolutely nothing this year. And I would say there's very little chance he gets higher than wide receiver 15. So I am not touching Larry Fitzgerald at all. Um, all right, now on to tight ends. Last but least category. Talking about the love Give me love for The you Jimmy Graham This guy was with Rob Gronkowski As one of the best tight ends in the league While he was with Drew Brees Gets traded to Seattle Has a rough year at Seattle But then the past year or two He's been I think very good You're sending him To a team With the best quarterback in the league In Aaron Rodgers And they lose Jordy Nelson They've never really been a team to run in the red zone. And guess what, Jamie Graham's really good at? He's really good at catching touchdowns in the red zone. I think Jamie Graham, in my opinion, could be the, the, the number one scoring tight end this year. He's coming off the board at tight end number nine. Mark my words, I am going to draft Jamie Graham in nearly every league if possible. I love Jamie Graham this year. I think he's going to be an absolute monster. Very talented with an gr- elite quarterback. in a great situation. High-scoring offense. Jimmy Graham is going to be awesome. Um, So I'm all in on Jimmy Graham. Next guy, stud out of Florida, Super Bowl champ, Trey Burton. Coming over to the Chicago Bears has looked really impressive in in preseason. Um, I think Mitchell Trubisky is going to continue to move forward. And at wide receiver, it's not like the Bears have a ton. I mean, Allen Robinson is good. Taylor Gabriel's solid. I think Jordan Howard's, you know, a, a good quality running back, but they have loved Trey Burton. He's been getting a lot of targets and he's getting drafted at like tight end eleven. I think he's definitely like has tight end seven upside. Trey Burton's a guy to look out for. Um I think he's definitely gonna produce this year. Just a young, big time athlete, can make plays. Uh, so I think Trey Burton is someone I definitely really like this year. Other guy that I love this year, another wide receiver out of the U. So we got all three guys out of the state of Florida. David and Joku. If you want to talk about freak athlete, this guy probably is the most freakish of athletes on the list. Um, wasn't super skilled, but has come along a lot, like a lot recently. Uh, caught two touchdowns in the last preseason game, and he's just looked great. I think the Browns, I'm all in on the Browns this year. I think Tyrod Taylor is awesome, and I think that that team is very good, and I think they're going to score a lot of points, and I think Njoku is going to get his fair share of touchdowns. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets like, I don't know, six or 700 yards, four or five touchdowns. I think he's a wide receiver 7, wide receiver 6 type of guy, be coming off the board like wide receiver 13, 14. So if there's three guys you're kind of waiting on at tight end and say you don't get, you know, those cream of the crop first few guys, I would say those three, Graham, Burton, and Njoku, are three guys to take a, take a peg at, and I think that you're, you're definitely um, going to be very satisfied. So on the what uh, tight ends I hate. So I've never really been a fan of... Um, drafting super high at tight end because tight end is one of those positions where it's actually a lot more volatile than people think. So, you know, wide receiver, running back, quarterback, the same guys are at the top of the list almost every year. You know, you have the Antonio Browns, you have your Todd Gurley's, your Le'Veon Bells, your Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's, etc. But this isn't a list where there is usually one or two guys at the top, but I would say when it comes to reality and, like, who's finishing at the top, it tends to actually move around a lot. And the difference between you know, the tight tight end, like, number one or two, and, like, the tight end, number eight and nine, is, like, not that significant, Um, so, guy I hate is actually Rob Gronkowski, yeah, hot take there, best tight end football's ever seen, and I hate Tom Brady, you can tell I'm not the biggest Patriots fan, am I, Um, guy is obviously an absolute monster when he's on the field, that's his issue, he's constantly issued. Injured. He considered retirement last year and he's pretty young. That's not a good sign. I think he knows his body's near its end. And I'm not the largest fan of Tom Brady either, as I just said. Um, I think Gronk needs to be on the field a lot. And by a lot, I mean like almost a whole year and producing at a very high level in order to give you what what his return is on investment Uh, coming in, you know, in the early third round. Um, You know, if you think about it, you can get elite. Players, wide receivers, and running backs included at that pick. So by giving one of those players up to get Rob Gronkowski, you need to get a lot in return. Titans don't score that much anyways, um, so I just think his risk is not worth his upside. I don't like he, he's not scoring that many points um, considering his risk. So I'd rather go take a high, high upside wide receiver, or running back, instead of Gronk. So I don't, I hate Gronk at his value. Obviously, if he drops, I'm all over him. Uh, Next guy, Zach Ertz Had an awesome year last year. Super Bowl, tight end. But tight ends are very fluky. Um, You know, this guy's been kind of an average top five, and he had a monster year last year. And honestly, you know, tight end rankings change faster than a middle school relationship. I don't love him where you need to pay for him. Get my message at tight end this year. Wait at tight end. Um, I don't have a third tight end I hate because, honestly, like, Between like three and eight, it's like they're the same to me, so I don't like hate any of them. Um, So those are really the. I'm only gonna throw two at tight end, just to kind of give you the message of what what my opinion is at tight end. Uh, So that's my love hate list. Don't steal my picks for anyone that's listening that's playing in the league with me. I'm gonna be very upset with you, and if you pick a guy that I hate. I'm going to laugh at you because, like I said, I hate him, and I'm going to make fun of you for it because you listen to my podcast and you still picked him. Uh, Anyways, have an awesome fantasy football draft, everyone. It's coming up, and football's coming back. Get excited. Um, Next episode, I'm probably going to talk some basketball because I haven't touched on that yet, and I am a big basketball fan, uh, so look out for that. But anyways, that's all I have for you today. Travis Bowen, out.